Kia ora koutou katoa. It's great to have you here today. And uh, I'm excited about what God's going to do, what He's been doing. And I just feel like even before I start, I just feel that this room is pregnant with miracles. And I, oh, flip. <laughs> I just feel like God is releasing in the room. I just had that sense that there's been people here who've been praying for some things for a very long time. And I feel that God is answering your prayers today. And I believe it's in the area of relationships. And I believe it's in the area of families being established, in the areas of businesses, in the area of reconciliations. And I just feel that there is a pregnancy in the room that God is wanting to release to us this morning, those things that are on our hearts, on His heart. So like, I just want to pray to start with, if that's okay. Father, I just want to pray for a release, Lord, of you've heard those prayers. You've heard those prayers. You've heard the cries of your people as they've called out to you, as they've cried out to you in different areas. Our Father, would you release your miracles into this room right now? Would you release the things, Lord, that have been delayed, that have been frustrated, that have been held back, that have been blocked? I just I'm pray an unblocking of your blessing, an unblocking that there can be no hindrances, nothing getting in the way of what you're wanting to do, of your purposes and the lives of your beautiful children here today. I just release that in Jesus' name. And I just, uh, just want to encourage each one of you to just receive, just receive those things that He's been wanting to release into your lives. He's a good God, right? Who thinks God's good? Yeah. Look, God is good. <laughs> yes, He is. He is. Warm welcome to those of you joining us online too. It's uh, great to see you. Well, this morning, I just want to, um, is really not so much a preach. It's really more of a kind of a testimony of God's family and ministry here at Harmony over the last 12 months and what we've seen God do. And every year we start, I started doing this about six, five, six years ago. And every year I sort of get to about November, December, I think, oh, what's, what happened in the year? <laughs> and then I start writing it down and then I think, oh my goodness, that's why I'm tired and <laughs> need a holiday. Bring on Kai Terry Terry. <laughs> um, but the thing is, God is good. He really is. And I think one of the things that he speaks to us about is the long game. I think many times now we are stuck with the seven-minute soundbite and we think that that's it. And people are living that seven-minute soundbite too. And you know what? God is the God of the generations. He is the God who is before time, through time, in time, and it's amazing what He does. 
And sometimes we don't really fully appreciate what God is working at and doing until we can look with hindsight and we can see all the things that He has done in our lives and we can see the prayers that He thankfully did not answer. Oh, who's grateful for the prayers that He didn't answer? (laughs) Me for sure. would have been catastrophic in many instances. But that in his wisdom, he's kind and he's gentle and he answers the prayers of his people in such beautiful, beautiful ways. And sometimes we don't see that in the seven-minute soundbite. Sometimes we have to look back. And that's what the feasts in the Bible are talking about. You know, he called his people to celebrate the feast. And it's like, remember, 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 and see what I've done. And so as we come this morning, I just want to take some time to remember, remember what God has done this year, because it's actually quite extraordinary. We have come out of a very difficult period of time. Uh, And yeah, many of us through this whole COVID period have, have had to walk through a lot of difficulties. There's been a lot of fractious contentious uh, things that we've had to deal with and are still dealing with in, in many instances. But it feels like we are coming out of something that was very dark and we're coming again into the light. And that just might be my feeling. But at the beginning of the year, I spoke about shift. And I feel like we've shifted out of that period into a new period. And it's a period where God is just like running crazy, doing amazing stuff around us. And it's, it's, it's thrilling. It's thrilling, quite honestly. Uh, it's so exciting to see what God is doing. And he has got more. There is no limit. There's no scarcity. And there is no lack in the kingdom. Amen. Who believes that? Oh, come on. The, you know, I preach better if you interact with me. Because <laughs> otherwise I revert to my timid, introverted self, <laughs> which is like really boring. <laughs> so this time is a time of gratitude. And as we look back, we dwell on God's faithfulness and we celebrate all he has done. So as we look back, I'm going to include several people uh, whose lives and ministries and things have have been impacted because of of the things that we've been doing. So it's kind of a wee bit more, you know, up and down, uh, but that's good, isn't it? Yeah. So we are all about transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. That's what harmony is about. And we believe that he is still releasing miracles, that he is still healing, that he is loving on the world and he is wanting that none should perish. And he is coming with beautiful glory in our midst. Our three uh, values that we've been talking about are presence. It's something that we really value, God's presence. And so we build our services and everything around that to make room for His presence, to acknowledge His presence because He is here. Oh, wahirua tapu, haere mai. 
You are so welcome here. And then passion is an area that (laughs) we had to put that in because, like, you know, with Gideon, I mean, it's like never a dull day, right? (laughs) Um, But we want to passionately seek after God. We want to passionately go after the things of God. We want to passionately see His kingdom come in our midst. And as we passionately pursue the things that are on His heart, He builds a church. Isn't that cool? We don't have to do that. Thank God. But you know, He also, the third thing is the purpose. And God has a purpose for each one of our lives. Each one of our lives. There is nobody in here that God does not have a purpose for their life. His plans are being worked out, but it's to fulfill his purposes. And that is so exciting that we get to partner with God and what he's doing in the world, right? I think it's amazing. So we're just going to take a wee wander through the months, if that's okay. And we're going to start with January, where we started with, you know, some picnic series and lots of family time. And uh, we kicked off kids ministry uh, to start the year off. And so I want to hear from some of our kids leaders. If you're going to just jump up quick now. Yep, you, Xander. (laughs) Uh, And lovely to have you, Serena, in the room. Um, Yep. She's on maternity leave at the moment, but uh, yeah. So this is some of the people who are in the kids' ministry, and I just wanted to hear from you what what God has been doing. Well, uh, one thing that's really stood out to me recently is that uh, just the other week, actually, I've been able to like see this like real hunger in the kids uh, in the eight to twelves room, in the five to sevens room. Uh, they just want to know more and know more about God. And just the other day, we watched a, like a video about Jesus, and then we finished our video, and straight away, they were just like, can we watch the next one? And they just wanted to like watch another one. They just wanted to learn about Jesus at the well and just watch the next one. And then that same week in the other room, we did a little quiz, and every single kid got every single question right about the Bible. So that was like, that really stood out to me about like just hunger. I've noticed like within the kids ministry is like, like Xander said, like hunger to know more about God and like prayer. And I've noticed like the kids are really invested in God as well, which is such amazing to say and like learning more and asking those questions, like really like those tricky questions about God and like learning and finding out more about God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just just some pretty cool stuff. Also, just some stuff that happened just, uh, across this whole year is we got the kids, I think this was near the start of the year, just to come up stage and just pray for everyone in the room. And like that was just such a moment of like the Holy Spirit just coming in and filling these kids and just giving them ability to prophesy over the older uh, adults and uh, everyone else in this church. And that was just so amazing to see. Um also, it's just something else is like the kids going out to the retirement home, just like the real young kids just going out to see the elderly. 
and just interacting with each other. That's just so cool. And just good to see the kids getting out and not only staying in the church, but also just going on and just bringing their joy, bringing their energy out to the elderly and hopefully just, uh, uh, you know, affecting them positively. It's just really cool to see. Awesome. Now, this is some of the team, but there's a whole bunch of the team that are missing because they're still sitting out here. Ha <laughs> um, ha. So we're actually looking um, for some more pe- for some more people to be involved in the kids ministry on Sunday mornings, uh, particularly as we go to our second morning service starting the fourth of February. And so as we continue to make room for more, we're going to need more uh, people involved with the kids. Now you heard some amazing testimonies, and uh, we we're looking for more of those testimonies, right? And then we started the year going into 21 days of prayer and fasting. That was an amazing time. And those of us who came along almost uh, every week, I think, who won the prize? Donna. Donna, stand up. Okay, Donna. (laughs) Donna was there for the whole 21 days. But it was an amazing time because what we we built uh, was camaraderie. We built relationship together as we built into the Spirit and prayed. And so that was a really glorious time that we um, gathered. And we will be doing something like that uh, in the new year as well. In February, we, we uh, had our church camp up at Hamner. Whoa, who, who came to church camp? Come on. Wow, there's a whole bunch of you who need to be thinking about coming next November. And uh, we'll be doing another church camp. It's an awesome time. And it's a great time of building community. And the reason we do camp is to build, is to, <laughs> is to build community. <laughs> it's to build community and to have an amazing time in the Lord together and have time for those lingering conversations that we don't get uh, just on a Sunday. So who's coming next this year? Next year, 2024. Come on. It's an amazing time. Uh, we also had a men's breakfast in uh, February, which was awesome for the men. Then we moved into March. Oh, we're still on camp. Yeah, no, that was just too much fun. Oh, look at Livia bopping away down the back. <laughs> In um, March, we we had a parenting course talking about online safety, and that was something that really built into some of the families and gave some good tools equipping the families. And then we had Mission Sunday, which was a which was a special special time where we really focused on uh, the global and the the wider missions thing. In April, we had Easter camp. Now, so many of um, Harmony people are involved with Easter Camp. And those of you who don't know, Matt Waite, who's our operations lead, he is leading that Easter Camp charge uh, together with Joe and Saskia and Johnny and Simon and Charlie. And I'm going to forget a whole bunch of names. Um, But it's an amazing, amazing time where people's lives, you know... um, we, we heard a wee story recently that uh, s- some people didn't necessarily want to support Easter Camp. 
um, which I thought was so sad because they thought that there wasn't fruit. And yet when we talked around in our team, so many of our team had been impacted, either got saved or healed or experienced deliverance at Easter camp, or the seeds were sown that came to harvest much later in their lives. And that is always good, isn't it? So we, we love to support Easter camp. Uh, then we had Dave Balestri come. Now, Dave Balestri was from, from Sydney or from, yeah. Oh, look. How can you not love that, right? Yeah. Doing a great job, Michaela and team. Thank you so much. Um, Easter camp, Dave Balestri, and we had an amazing couple of days with him where he spoke, really spoke well into the church, uh, into business life and into the prophetic and encounters. And uh, we'll, we'll be looking forward to having him come back again next year. Uh, and then in May, we had Rick and Patricia Ridings, uh, who took us on a seminar about Israel, which was really informative, and uh, time of praying for Israel, which was which was really awesome. In June, we had Heart for the House, which is our kind of annual time where we come together and we, we take up an offering, which is helping us to invest into different things in the community. And one of the things that we've been investing in with the Heart for the House this year has been the 24-7 youth. Uh, so we have two youth workers who work in Altafti uh, High School here just just close by. Um, and Lucy and Xander have been our... You want to stand up, Lucy? Give a wee wave. Have you just seen Xander? Uh, they've been our workers this year. They've done an amazing job interfacing with the, the youth there, together with Michaela overseeing them. Um, and that's been an amazing outreach. There's been many kids have started coming along on a Wednesday night because of their ministry. Um, and then we started in June, we started weekly prayer meetings. Now, this has been quite transformational, I think. <laughs> Come on. Now, we started first with the lunchtime, or Thursday lunchtime, 12 to 1. Now, typically, we'd get between hmm, 6 and 12 people there, sometimes more, sometimes less on a Thursday. And then uh, and then later on, we added the Tuesday night, which is from 6 to 7 p.m. Now, it's been a really interesting shift for us to just come to that place of actually, you know, God, we can't do it. We can't do it. We got to the place where the bank account was very low and... And there was a whole bunch of other things that were just really tough post-COVID. And we just said, we have to pray. We just have to make it a priority. And it's just been an amazing thing. Every week, we've just been so blessed by the prayer time. And just encourage you, you know, if you've got a, a moment to pop along some from, you know, every week or from time to time, Investing in praying, we don't just pray for the church. We, we've often prayed for uh, the government and different other things that are happening in New Zealand, but it's an amazing way for us to just bring it all before the Lord. And you know what's been really fascinating is since June, we have seen on paper 
a marked shift in attendance and finances. You can see it in black and white. Right, Gus? Why do we not pray more? Just saying. Just saying. Uh, in July, we had one of our favourite events, which was the International Food Fiesta. Ooh, yeah. Over 500 people turned up for that. That was an amazing event and a great way to invite people from our community to come along and to um, just, just be part of Come into the building, just uh, enjoy delicious food, but get to meet some people and just for it to be an, an, an interactive thing where we had different items going on. Uh, who came to the International Food Fiesta? Yeah, okay, so there's a few of you got, got this amazing thing to enjoy in the future. Um, and then we came into seven days of prayer and fasting. We went back into prayer and fasting for a week, and that was another glorious week where we prayed for the seven mountains. And then uh, September was wild, strong, and free. <laughs> Women's conference. Oh, it was amazing. Um, Again, this is a time where we, we want to um, really take the women aside and just have some time together. I've heard lots of testimonies of, of what God is doing in people's lives and what he's done. And it's, as always, an amazing time. In September, there was also a Harmony Youth Retreat uh, where Michaela and team took how many away up to uh, Castle Hill? Was it Castle Hill? Yeah. Craigieburn. Yeah. And they had a powerful time with God there. So, and then of course, in uh, September, we also had the Easter Camp Big Top event in the town hall um, with Esther Greenwood. Then in October, we had Grace and Glory Conference. And I just want to invite Aaron Fraser up at this point. And I'd like him to um, just talk about how that impacted him to come along to, to grace and glory. So he said I had to interview him, but I think, I, I don't know, I've heard him talk, and I think if I give him the microphone, he'll just be fine. No? <laughs> okay, so, um, so grace and glory, you came along to that conference, and it was fairly impacting for you. Fairly impacting is an understatement. <clears throat> For me, um, I, I'm, I've been a Christian since Jami's little fella, and I've always loved Jesus, and I've always known how good the Father was. I've just had this, this knowing that I know that I know. And I'd sing songs like, you're a good, good Father, and I'd just weep because I knew it here, but I was really struggling with it here because I still had this perspective that I had to be good enough. And it was all about perspective because I knew all the scriptures. Um, I, you know, I was homeschooled in a Christian-based, real, uh, I guess, religion, performance-based kind of thing. And it just, um, it just set me up for failure. Um, it set me up for continuous failure every day where I just knew I was not good enough. And, um, you know, if, I mean, if you look at me like this, right, all you see is a line. If you look at me like this, you see me. If you look at the cross like this, you see a black mark. 
If you look at the cross like this, you see what he did. And, um, and, you know, that just came to me just before. I was sitting there, and I was sitting next to someone, and he said to me, you know, um, the word says, um, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, so if that's not happening, there's something wrong. And I agree with that. I genuinely thought there was something wrong with me because the yoke wasn't easy and the burden wasn't light. I was just weighed down. And so when I came to Grace and Glory and Chad spoke, um, the first message that he did um, I was literally shell-shocked. Um, I just wept. Um, and I just, uh, and I, I'm still not really sure that I know where I land, to be honest, because I still feel really um, messed up by it, messed up by how good God is. And, yeah, and it's quite uncomfortable. And I feel, there's a part of me that feels really angry that I've been in church for so long and I knew in my spirit how good God was, but I still didn't know it in my head. And, um, and I, feel, I feel like I've been ripped off. But now I'm just like, okay, well, if he's that good, then let's go. Let's go. Like, he's, he's worthy. He's worthy. There was actually something, if I could quickly say, um, when you talked about shift, um, I felt like, uh, and not looking back, I felt like I was reminded by the Lord of um, when he said, when you walk out of Sodom and Gomorrah, don't look back. And there's a good reason for that. And I didn't feel like he was going to turn anybody into stone or anything, or that anybody was going to become a pillar of salt. But what I felt like it was that that's the, um, the message is that important. Don't look back. And then I felt like he said to me, um, remember that in your, when you're driving your car, you know, your windscreen's really big because you need to see where you're going, but your rearview mirror is really small. So don't, don't focus on the rearview mirror. And I also felt like he said that, um, um, that um, he, he wants to show us wondrous things. And as a church, I feel like he's going to show us wondrous things. I'm not quite sure what that means. But um, yeah, I just really feel like, like, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Like, re really fix our eyes on Jesus, because he's taking us somewhere, and um, we don't need to look back. And, you know, uh, coming to, to Harmony has been joy-filled and pain-filled at the same time for us. We've come from a place that was, that was uh, there was, I didn't know how I was going to move on in my life with Jesus. And it's just been amazing to come into a place where my daughter said it the other day, she said, this feels like family. And when she said that, that was pretty cool, right? Yeah, so it's just, it's amazing how you go through stuff, and looking back in the rearview mirror, it's like, man, that happened, but man, look where God's taking us, look at where we're going, this is so exciting, so the Lord's good. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, did I forget sons? Sorry, Gideon. The sons conference. When was that? <laughs> that was in August. Yeah, sorry, I missed that. And we had the amazing friend and apostle and prophet, uh, Norm McLeod, speak into our house. And it felt like, it felt like he brought a shift in our house as well. Um. We honour him. He's he's just an amazing man, and we've Gideon and I have just felt so honoured to kind of feel like we built a bit of a friendship with him as well. Um, thank you. 
for alerting me to that. So then we come to November and we had about 70 young adults go off to Methven, which was an amazing time. And uh, it, it's great to see what God is doing with amongst the young adults. And um, at this point, I'd love to invite another family up. If I can have the Andrews, please. Arnie and Nicole. Let's give them a big welcome. So unfortunately, we don't have Finley here this morning, but, um, and, um, can I say that already, that you're going to be leaving? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this beautiful family are leaving us too. They're moving to America. <laughs> I know, it's gutting, isn't it? But, you know, the time that they've been here, they have seen God move powerfully in their whole family has just been beautiful. And so I've just asked if they could share some of the things that God has been doing in this time with them. Well, um, yeah, I, th- I think coming into, into this home has been um, uh, really supportive. And um, th- this house has, has a way of um, speaking into people and lifting them up and thinking the best of them. Not thinking the best, but also speaking the best of them as well. Um, and something that's been—I was just washing the truck yesterday and just thinking about, um, you know, what has been really impactful um, for, for my life. And I was thinking of the bar of soap. <laughs> um, was um, you know, we we oh, I used to live a life of like kind of continually trying to scrub myself clean, but just coming into that place of just um, no, it's been washed already. Like and and it's still continuing now is figuring out how to live that life. So as those thoughts come in, like actually speaking the truth over them. Yeah. So yeah. So thanks for that message. Yeah, a a lot has happened. <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened. Um, I think for me it was when. Um, Gideon started talking about the secret place and I was like, I was like, what is it that he has? Like, I want that. <laughs> um, and so it was, yeah, like so much has happened even this year. And it's like, I think, how I put it, I've, I don't know how many times I've said this, but um, I feel like I was living a life trying to get somewhere to get higher, to get to God. But then I've been holding his hand my whole life, but I never looked at his face, if that makes sense. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, so now it's like everything else is bonus because I've found him. And then I just want to learn how to live 24-7, like, face-to-face because I can have that now. <laughs> Bianca does want to talk. Um, I think what I'd like to say is that when, so we moved here two years ago, and actually when we moved here it was really hard. Um, just like a bunch of stuff happened and circumstances and um, I don't know, we were we were kind of struggling to be honest. Like um, we'd taken a big shift, we'd moved from Timaru, we'd been there for forever. Um, we kind of left all our support network and everything. But as soon as we came into here, like whenever I'd come here every Sunday, I would just feel um, refreshed and encouraged and, I, and um, I can't remember who said family. But that's how we felt. Like we walked in here and instantly um, you guys would encourage us, you would bless us, you would love us. We just felt, 
you know, like even just um, from the car parking, just everything just felt so welcome, so loved. Um, and I think I always knew God was great, but since I've been here, he's better. Like, I, I think I was like, oh yeah, God's great. Um, like I got saved when I was 17, my life was messy. And then, but since I've been here, I'm like, oh, he's not just great. He, yeah, just so much better. Just, um, you guys ooze the joy of the Lord. You um, make, make, like, we come here and you're just all so hungry. And I don't think you can come to this church and leave the same. And I don't think you can come here and um, not just be hungry. Like, you're, the way you guys feast and things just makes me like, oh, like Paige said, I want that too. Um, yeah, so thank you all. Thank you all. Um, and, it, and it didn't feel right to, to say goodbye to them without Finley, so we're just going to say thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here, and um, we've loved your whole family and how they've been involved. And so God bless you. Yeah. And so here we are in December, and as we look back, we see God's hand has been on so many different areas. And I want to come to the scriptures, Colossians 2. And now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. See, Paul's reminding the Christians in Colossae that of who they are. On the basis of us receiving Christ, he wants us to have a grateful heart. And an overflowing sense of gratitude to God. And in this verse, he says to continue to follow him, to persevere, don't quit. Quitting seems to be the sickness of this age. Don't quit. Don't miss out on what God has for you because you gave up too soon. Let your roots go down deep and down into him and build your lives in him. And the result is, is that we grow strong in truth and we will overflow with thankfulness. How good is that? Because the thing is, Christ chose us before the foundation of time. By grace and by faith, and even that, not of ourselves, as that's a gift of God. And God has given every single believer a gift of faith. And the relationship we have with God is sealed for all time for those of us who receive him. We can have a personal relationship with God. How amazing is that? We get to have a personal relationship with the God of the universe. 
There were other things that happened during the year as well, and uh, obviously there's been a lot of other things. We've had Alpha times two. We have School of the Prophets twice. Healing Rooms has been running every month where we've seen lots of uh, great times praying for people. Uh, we've had parenting courses, Sozo Ministries uh, led by Vicky, and um, this is just some of the, the, um, the words from those who've been through Sozo. Tangibly experiencing barriers coming down between myself and Father, allowing me to know the Father is now my Father. The wonderful conversation I had with God, the leaders guided me to ask the right questions to get the answers I needed. How much God wants me to be happy and have a fresh start instead of dragging the past around. And I got to see another side of our father and the team carried the things that God was saying so beautifully. How good is that? That's just, that's just a snippet of the 65 people who had sozos this past year. We've had 20 baptisms. Do we know how many salvations? About 70. We've been able to partner with relaunching the Christmas Grotto. <laughs> Who's going? Yeah. It's open from tomorrow morning, 9.30 to 9.30 a.m. to p.m. Uh, every day now up until Christmas Eve. Those guys are working their little, as we speak. <laughs> so we've, we've got to partner with amazing things and we get to be grateful and show our gratitude. And what are some of the things that you're grateful for at the end of this year? Maybe tell your person you're sitting next to. What's something that you're grateful for as we end this year? Yep, you can talk. <laughs> So, yeah, and I'm guessing that most of us will say things like, um, thankful for my family, for my health, for my new car, for my new job, those kinds of things, which is all well and good because we should be grateful, right? <laughs> we should be grateful and thankful. But what about some of the big ticket items? How about you were chosen before the foundation of time? How about you have this Holy Spirit living in you? How about you are eternally secure? How about you have spiritual gifts? How about you can have an intimate relationship with God? You have God's peace, peace with God and peace in God. You have the unconditional love of God. And you might ask, does God still love me when I'm sinning? Yes, yes He does. So why doesn't He stop me from sinning? Because He's given us the privilege to be wise enough not to. And you have this moment-by-moment moment presence. He was with you in the car on the way to church. 
He was with you when you sat down next to somebody you never met before. He was with you in every moment of your life. He was there. You have God's provision. You have the promise of God's protection. You have the promise of bodily resurrection. You have the word of God. And all these things you have nothing to do with. But they're gifts of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Who wants to be thankful for that? Wow. If that's not a reason to be thankful, I don't know what is. We've seen shift this year. And as we move into 2024, as we're in this time of Advent, we're waiting, as Christians, we're awaiting the arrival of Jesus and his coming. And his coming signifies hope, peace and joy and love entering the world. In John 8, 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to the disciples, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When we're looking at 2024, we've got some big challenges ahead. We're making room. We're starting a second morning service. (laughs) Not possible in the natural, but very achievable in him. In Matthew, it says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So we have to ask, what are you doing, Lord? What are you doing that is going to surprise or shock me? What are you going to do now? What is this going to lead to? And what are you bringing to pass? As we finish, I want to just pray a prayer of faith. I'd love you guys to stand up. See, the thing is, we have a challenge ahead of us. We look back and we're so grateful. And you know that saying, the spirit, the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy? I've, I have repeated that out multiple times. But I don't think I really got it till this week. (laughs) That's confession, isn't it? See, because the thing is, the testimony of Jesus, it's not just Jesus in some abstract form. It's Jesus in us. So what Jesus is doing in us, what Jesus is doing in you, what Jesus is doing in this church, what he's doing in the world. And that's why we look back because we see what Jesus is doing is the spirit of prophecy. So what we've already received, we prophesy that into the future. We prophesy that into situations where we feel like we've lost some hope. We prophesy that into being. That's a nice note. (laughs) So the prayer of faith and expectation, we speak what is not yet as if it is. And as we give thanks for 2023, what are we wanting to see in 2024? What about the testimony of Jesus Do we want to prophesy into 2024? 
Father, we want to prophesy more salvations, more healings, more deliverances, more restored relationships, more restored, healed families, reconciliation amongst God and us and others. We want to see more growth, more baptisms, more youth on fire, more youth and young adults, lives touched, more children established in their faith. Who's with me? More godly marriages, more Christian businesses that are established on godly principles and on integrity. We're wanting to see more people walking in off the street to meet Jesus for the first time. Because we know that you are good. We know that you are working even when we can't see it, even when we can't feel it, that you never stop working. You never stop working. And we want to give you thanks, Lord. We want to give you all praise and all glory for 2023 and all that you have accomplished and all that you have sown, all that you have imparted, all that you are going to complete in this year. And we give you all praise, all glory, all honour, all <laughs> all that is due your name, Lord Jesus. And as we do that, we declare, You are here moving in our midst. And we worship You, Lord God. We worship You.